Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. I'm Sh- and Emma Bowers. I'm Shannon oh, no. Sergi. I don't know. Oh, God. I know. I know. Normally, I'm like Shannon's gonna go first, and then Shannon doesn't go first, and then I, I got cocky this time. No. Well, I thought it was perfect. Well, we, yes, we have a full cr- crew today for a very special episode. Our first ever. Um, actual play tabletop role-playing game experience i don't even know all the terms this is my first time doing anything like this my mom wouldn't let me play dungeons and dragons because uh it was the late 90s and uh white that was how like white folks would like convince themselves that they were wizards and like kill people or stuff like that, that was her uh still her feeling uh towards it in the mid 90s but uh we have something um a very interesting game and we have the creator of the game uh coming here to uh, direct it for us olivia hill thank you so much uh, for offering to do this game uh for us it looks uh wonderful it's called hashtag i hunt and it's just really really uh cool uh, could you explain to our listeners what we're getting ourselves into yeah so basically i hunt is um I like to call it um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Uber. Um, and what it is, <laughs> it's um, it's a game where it's it's set like very much right now. It's like a hyper-realistic world. Um, and in this world, uh, monsters are a problem that is basically somebody else's problem unless it is your problem. Um, there are monsters in the world. People kind of acknowledge it, but they kind of sweep it under the rug. It's like how we have um, right now there's a sexual predator running for president, and then there's another sexual predator running oh, for president, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> and we just kind of like pretend it's somebody else's problem. Um, that's monsters in the world of I Hunt. But um, because, <laughs> the, um, because of the gig economy, because of Silicon Valley, um, there are some rich motherfuckers who have decided to disrupt the monster hunting industry. Um, in I Hunt, monsters are not hunted by chosen ones and, you know, with with their superpowers and their wonderful equipment and their teachers and what have you. They're hunted by gig workers. They're, they're hunted by people who are frontline, um, you know, all working class, and um, they do it through an app called I Hunt. It's basically like Uber, except for killing monsters. Um, and in I Hunt, you are going to be portraying a series of eye hunters. You're going to play a crew of eye hunters who are working together to solve a problem, and that problem happens to be a monster that needs to be murdered or something else. Um, that's that's the very basics. That's eye hunt. Oh, awesome, awesome. So Sounds cool, yeah. All right, so I'm just excited. Let's get into it. How do we start making our characters? Okay, so I have put up a little template for the character sheet. Um, in the book, there's a, a really lovely, like, laid-out version of it, but we're just going to use text because that's easier for what we're doing. Um, and there's only a few things on it. The the sort of interesting thing about iHunt from the uh, perspective of a role-playing game is instead of having, like, strength 18 or whatever, you're going to have mostly a handful of these, like, epithets. They're called aspects. 
um, you're gonna have like four of them. And they are little descriptions of your character. Um, and they basically, they fill a couple of niches to help describe your character. And when you're building these aspects, your goal is to come up with things that are sort of double-sided. The, the go-to example that I like to use is high-functioning alcoholic. That's a good aspect because for one, you're an alcoholic, that's a huge drawback that can cause you drama, can cause you complications in the story, but also you're high functioning. That's how we're gonna, that's, that's basically what we're gonna start off with. I've put up the template for the character sheet. I'll give you a little introduction to the way that the hunters work. The hunters have what are called kinks. In a computer role-playing game, they would be like character classes, like fighter, wizard, whatever. The reason why we call them kinks in iHunt is because they are completely in-universe and hunters like to talk in public about their job, but they also don't really like people to pay attention to them. They don't like to be noticed because that draws cop attention. So if you're at a Starbucks and you're like, oh, so what's your kink? People are going to get embarrassed and they're going to look away. Um, they're going to quickly be disturbed by the conversation. So the, it's, a, it's a form of obfuscation. So we call them kinks. And there are four of them. And what they basically are is your approach to hunting. First one are what we call um, Evelinas. Evelinas are named after a fictional horror movie that was a sort of lost horror movie that people remember but may or may not exist. They fight with knowledge. They fight with information. They are oftentimes lore masters. Um, if you think of like Giles from Buffy, for example, he knows okay. shit and he fights by knowing shit. The second type are what we call knights. Knights are your stereotypical fighters. They fight with fighting. They kill monsters with punching. They are specialists in being able to beat things as asses, uh, which is pretty beneficial whenever your agenda is to murder things. The third archetype, the third type of character, are what we call fooies. Uh, fooies are tech experts. They use networks. They, they hack. They break things down and they tinker. They can be makers. They can be computer experts, whatever. But they use modern systems to fight, oftentimes things like drone pilots but but you know the the personal kind not the military industrial complex <laughs> uh, and then the fourth kind of what we call the 66 um the 66 were named after a in in the fiction of the story um somebody was shot by the police 66 times in the 1980s and it made international news um but really it didn't change anything these hunters um they hunt with community they are oftentimes community organizers. They are oftentimes, you know, people who know people. And those connections are their, their primary method of hunting. So between the four kinks, the, um, the Evelinas, the Knights, the Fooies, and the 66, you basically have all angles, necessary angles covered. You don't need to have all four of them. It would be cool if you do whatever, but you could all be one group. It doesn't really matter. Um, again, we're here for the story. We're not here to be able to tackle every single problem perfectly. Sorry, Olivia, this is struggle session. If we're going to do a tabletop RPG experience. We are going to kick ass at it. We will be running a full squad each uh, kink, and I, I would like I would like to call Evelina. If everyone's cool, if I'd like to call Knight, if that's okay. Shannon, I mean, I, I would I was going to do the Tinkerer one, but it really is up to you. Uh, I was going to do Evelina, and my second choice was Fooies, but also I don't care. 
whatever whatever works. I'll be the community organizer. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll be the community organizer. Perfect. The Saul Lansky. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know your kink. You're going to get a special ability out of that. It's pretty simple. It's just one thing that you're good at. Jack, your ability, and it can go in your stunts, is people who know people. And basically what it means okay. is that anytime you can spend a fate point, these are the points that you're using to do shit, and you can basically mm -hmm. announce you know someone. Um, that person is present and they have a relevant <laughs> skill. Right? Oh, I, I know a guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Fooies, what Shannon here is going to be our fooey, um, you have what is called a fooey cache. What it means is that if you have access to even the most rudimentary tools, you can basically overcome a challenge. You can overcome a problem. It, it, you don't even have to make a dice roll. Um, you can flip a switch. You can put together a solution. It's not a big deal. You got this. Wonderful. Emma, you have... Yes a special ability called the best defense. You are supposed to be mostly hitting things. Like you you respond to problems with excessive force. If you have a very good roll, if you hit something very hard, you can sort of save that roll for later. You still get to hit the thing, it's still awesome, but later on you can use it to defend yourself as well. So if you roll and you get like plus seven, you're like, oh cool, this is good. You save that and then later, you don't even need to make a dice roll, you could just be like, I'm using that plus seven to defend me. And the sort of the narrative argument is, you punched things in the face very hard so they are less capable of killing you now. And then Evelinas, they have, um, their primary skill is called no stuff. That at any given time, you can have one free aspect in addition to the normal ones that you get. Um, and that free aspect has to relate to your knowledge of the supernatural and the monsters that you are fighting. Um, but it's basically an advantage that you get to hot swap. If you fight a different monster, you can swap it out and have a piece of information about them too. So awesome. the, the, the aspects that you get um, on the character sheet, there's four of them. They are subtly different, but they each play their own unique role. Now, the first one is called a high concept. The high concept I like to describe as the, um, the way that you would describe your favorite character in a TV show to a friend if you only had a couple of minutes to get it across. That would be your high-functioning alcoholic, whatever. It's a thing that really defines you as a person. Your drama is exactly what the fuck it sounds like. It's a problem that keeps coming up in your life. It's shit that will not go away. It is a persistent frustration. Then you have what is called your vision board, a goal that you have, an agenda that you have that you will fucking fulfill by being an eye hunter. It might take a while, but nobody can take it away from you. And the fourth thing that you have is your day job. Um, eye hunters are gig workers. They are almost never just eye hunters. They are oftentimes janitors or theme park workers or retail workers or something else that doesn't pay the bills well enough. So you have decided that at night you're going to go out and fucking risk your life in order to make ends meet. There are your four main aspects that you need to worry about. And we're gonna talk for just a couple seconds about your characters, figure out who they are, and this is how we're gonna come up with your aspects. So, Leslie jumped right on Evelina. Do you have a sort of picture in mind for the sort of the lore master, the person who knows shit that you wanna be? So my idea was maybe this is, I don't know if it perfectly fits with the eye hunt world but my idea was this sure all right so his name is Bilal Dawson right okay and I my Han concept for him was that he was a survivor of child sacrifice 
still on the run from the murderous cult that wants his blood. Oh, I love that, actually. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, and, you know, you have a specific skill set there. Like, that is certainly a thing that would teach you the necessary knowledge. So why not fucking turn it into a profit? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I like that. I like that Absolutely. a lot. Okay. So basically, for example, I would say that um, your high concept is probably something like um, survivor of child sacrifice. All right, cool. Because that, of course, has its negative side. You know, you can have your fucking, you can have your emotional dark night of the soul or whatever. But also, you know some important shit that can be useful. So, like, go with what you want. But that's that would be my initial thought. Shannon, yeah, you're the fooey. So think for a second about a character, a, a persona who would have a good relationship with technology or like modern networks, um, social media, drone piloting, whatever, whatever, just a relationship with the modern world. My original, my initial like uh, character concept, I saw the grifter skill set. Oh yeah. And I was trying, like my, like I said, initial idea for the character was like kind of like a, a guy who wanted to get rich doing TED talks, like a success win oh, kind of yeah. scam artist type guy. Uh, but he's like working a day job at a community college and he's kind of a loser. I don't know how that fits in with the game, but that was no, in the, yeah, Albert Young was the name. Albert um, Young, okay. That's what I was thinking. So oh, no, I, I, had high, I had snake oil salesman as high concept, but I don't, like, I don't know. It's like, does my character need to be a good person? No, no, <laughs> absolutely this game not. Is, okay. Ultimately, well, good. you are doing a thing that is generally a good thing. You are generally, generally doing a thing that helps people, but you're not really doing it for mm -hmm. that reason necessarily. You're doing it because it gets you money. Um, it's quick mm -hmm. cash. Um, so absolutely, snake oil salesman is absolutely a good high concept. Um, it gives you a negative and it gives you a positive. I, I love that. That's fine. Um, and for my drama, I put I owe people money. I keep like borrowing money trying ooh, to do this ooh, stuff. Ooh. So okay, snake oil and owe people money. That is great. And I mean, it's perfectly topical. We have people who, you know, are selling diets about eating only meat right now and who are getting scurvy from it. But, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Emma, you are our knight. Yes, uh, so my character is Harlow Colvin. Harlow loved animals since she was a child. She did everything one is supposed to do to get kind of that ideal job went to school, got a bachelor's in zoology, took on many, many unpaid internships, many, many um, student debt, and cannot get a good paying job, currently works part-time for a small business tyrant taking reptiles to children's birthday parties. Oh my God. Okay, so I, the, the immediate high concept that jumps to mind for me is, but I did everything right. Yes, yes, I did what society told me to do. Why society let me down? Yeah, and that gives you a nice advantage. It also gives you a huge disadvantage. It's also my life story. Um, <laughs> so, Jack, you are our 66. Yeah. You are our people person. Uh, so I was thinking that uh, uh, as uh, my people person, my, you know, person, you know, who is uh, an important part of the community, that I would just be a classic sort of, you know, apartment dwelling drug dealer. <laughs> um, uh, yes. I am. I keep nice. like drugs, and I'm like 
pretty much a loser. Uh, but like I, but I, I know a lot of people because I can hook a lot of people up with various drugs. And my sort of big drama, I'm thinking, like it's actually getting a lot harder for me because like like so many drugs are becoming like more legal and stuff like oh. under sort of liberalization and stuff like where <laughs> everything's becoming legal and so my lifestyle is actually becoming threatened by this that's actually a good high concept but that's legal now <laughs> but that's legal <laughs> now <laughs> cool great now leslie high concept for you for survivor me. of child sacrifice and then maybe the drama could be that the cold is still after me yeah they're still after me and of course that has the positive because you know how to fucking hide and you know how to get away from things that's good i like that all right um so then let's talk um your vision board what is um what is um below one so is there like a hierarchy to the monsters demons is it kind of like buffy where there's you know there's regular vampires and then these kind of lower animalistic demons and then higher up you have like dark gods and shit like that yes um there are numerous hierarchies it's very convoluted some of them are more organized than others um, in this particular mission, you are going to be facing off against some vampires. Um, there is definitely a hierarchy involved. Okay, so my, I think my vision board would be to actually be able to, you know, find the, you know, the demonic entity or the source of this cult and stop it. That could be my long-term plan, maybe. Like it, like it, like it. Shannon, we've got Albert Young. Now let's talk about your vision board. What do you want? He wants to get rich doing like TED Talks or just doing something <laughs> like that. Some like socially useless, just kind of get, l learn and network as much as he can as he's using iHunt, um, but just wants to like not really have to work and just sort of scam people. Whatever shape it ends up taking. I'm gonna I'm gonna jot that down in my notes here as check out my TED Talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got some awful TEDx thing on YouTube. He keeps linking people, but it's not really good. <laughs> it's, it's in his bio. Oh, yeah, it's in his Twitter bio. <laughs> Emma, we've got Harlow here. And what's your drama? Undiagnosed borderline personality disorder. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to put down undiagnosed. All right, I like it. Yeah, yeah, or self-diagnosed. Um, so let's see. Yeah, undiagnosed. Um, let's talk about your vision board. What does Harlow want? Harlow is still very much stuck in this liberal mindset of like, if Harlow can get to this point, things will be fine. So Harlow just needs to have a full-time job with benefits. Okay, and then Jack, we have your high concept and we need to come up with a name for you. Um, I think just like, do I need a last name? I just was thinking like Ray, Ray, <laughs> Ray. Just Ray. Just Ray. My drama is is bills, really. People are calling me all the time, and I, I don't have money. I want what Ray wants is a life, like, free of work. Like, to be done with work forever. You know, so that means, like, getting enough money, you know, but to not have to, like, work for some somebody else uh, uh, in the end. Be your own boss or something? I don't know. I like vision boards that look like... um. They look kind of like those um, shitty, um, like Pinterest, <laughs> you know, like inspirational messages. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then lastly, we have um, our day job. So Leslie, your day job, do you have a day job as a survivor of child sacrifice? 
as a survivor of child sacrifice, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of something. I was going to think maybe I could work for Ray. I could deal for Ray, but I don't know if Ray is, has like an operation that no, big. No, I think it's <laughs> losery. I think it's more <laughs> yeah. losery than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. for someone, if anything. Does does Church of Scientology ever hire non-members of the cult? Yeah, like, yeah, you can work. Yeah, it was like if what if I worked for like had to work for a cult to make ends meet? Like what kind of jobs oh, no. Do, oh, no. do, do so they have? Perfect. That's fucking beautiful. I'm gonna write it down as professional cultist. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> then Shannon, how about your day job? Albert faked a degree. So he teaches uh, at a community <laughs> college, like world history or something. He's a terrible professor. But he's got like a fake diploma, so he's just like, yeah, I know about world history. But you're like an actor, <laughs> right? S- yeah, he's, he's still it's it's like like uh, Jack said, it's still losery. He didn't even like fake and get into like a good school to teach or like a prestigious school to teach. But it pays, <laughs> you know, it pays the bills enough. Yeah. Okay. So adjunct community college professor will be that day job. Emma, day job. Um, taking reptiles to children's birthday parties. <laughs> performer for birthday parties i absolutely can relate to this you understand the pain of that grind oh yes 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 oh my fucking god yes um how do we want to phrase this uh i you know i help uh, you know i i independently help people relieve themselves of their anxieties a pharmacist yeah, I'm an independent pharmacist, uh, <laughs> pop-up, a sort of like homegrown pharmacist. We have one more part of the character sheet that goes pretty quick, um, and these are what we call skill sets. We, we call them skill sets because they are um, literally jobs in the loosest sense. We have, you know, academic, athlete, that sort of thing. And these are very sort of open-ended because I hunt is a game about life as a millennial, really. You have to be able to take whatever skills you've got and hammer them into whatever fucking situation you need to. Um, so we sort of expect you to find a thing that you're good at and spam the shit out of it. Um, that's life. Now, in a game of I hunt, you are going to basically get a collection of skills and they're rated between one and four. One being kind of shitty, four being really good. And the way that it works on the character sheet is that you have a a pyramid of skills. You have one at a four, two at a three, three at a two, and four at a one. We don't need to fill in all of those, but what I am gonna recommend that you do is we're we're gonna basically pick three of them. We're gonna pick a plus four skill and two plus three skills. That way we know what you're really good at. And then as we're playing, if we need to, we'll fill in a couple of the plus ones and the plus twos to round out who your character is. So um, this is also, this is a good opportunity since this is struggle session and your goal is to win. Um, the, the, the idea would be that you probably want to sort of diversify a little bit. Like no two people should have the same plus four skill. And the plus threes, you can distribute them a little bit. And you should have almost all of the skill sets at either a three or four with your group. The There's some obvious ones here. Like, for example, the knight will probably want fighter. Fui will want hacker. You know, the, the Evelina might want academic and occultist. The 66 tends to want things like organizer and social worker. But it's up to y'all however you want to do it. So basically, look over the list. 
if anything doesn't make sense the as to what it is trying to describe i can give you a a pretty good description of it pretty quickly but i think they're mostly self-explanatory did want to go with occultist four okay and academic at three shannon your snake oil salesman i'm thinking grifter plus four grifter and then my plus threes are hacker and influencer Okay. What a so. terrible person. <laughs> I would never want to be this person in real life. Influencer hacker. Yeah, anyone who would self-describe as an influencer hacker. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> is what you're playing. Oh, he's trying, but they closed it, you know, yeah. and he didn't have Rifter. enough. Fl- he doesn't really have enough flowers. Flowers now. He puts like the little flowery emoji thing that kind of. Oh looks gosh. Like a blue check mark. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. Fucking fake blue check mark. That is a um, that is a high concept if I've ever heard one. <laughs> fake blue check. Yeah. Um, okay, so definitely four with fighter. Let's go with socialite. And let's go with, um, let's go with athlete. Yeah, so I was thinking that I will do uh, organizer uh, for my plus four. Um, and then I was actually thinking for plus three, medic. And I don't know what else maybe, I should take. Maybe gorilla would be go with yours since you are an organizer. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, gorilla. I know people have been in some shit. Yeah, you're the man with the plan. Yeah. All right, got it. Cool, cool, cool. So what do we have left as far as the skill list goes? We don't have anyone with Assassin, but not a big deal. That's um, Athlete, um, another good one. Do we have nobody with Investigator or Maker? I get. Oh, I should probably be Investigator. Sure, that works. That, that makes a lot of sense for a character of your type. So let's go Investigator 3. Okay, so you're covered, Leslie. And basically, we have only one more. We've got Emma's other three. Okay, let's see. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll go with athlete. It kind of fits with the the, the tank, the tankness. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely benefits you too. It determines basically how much health you have. So that's good. These are characters. Uh, there's a little bit more to it, but I'm going to bring those up in play instead of doing them front loading them. Um, if any skills come up and um, y'all decide that you need them, but that you want them at a little bit lower level, you have three twos and four ones sitting around. So basically, um, anytime that you're in a situation and you want to make a roll and it would make sense for you to have it, you've got it. We'll fucking work it out. It's fine. Um, you're also going to have a thing called stunts, which are sort of... Um, I know that, Leslie, you have not played role-playing games, but let's reference wrestling. Okay. Stunts are your special move. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's what it sounded like, Connie. Yeah. yeah. So basically what that means is that you have a sort of an area of expertise, a thing that you're real fucking good at doing, and it sort of enhances the skill that you have. Um, so you might have, like, fighter, and you might have, like, some sort of fucking trick shot stunt that gives you a bonus at doing really flashy shit with a gun or something. Okay, right, so cool. those will come up, and you'll get two of those in play if we need to. Basically, anytime your character is in a really cool spotlight scene, you want to do something awesome, you can just be like, can I have a stunt here? And we'll work it out. Um, I like to do those on the back end, because I, at the point where you need them, you sort of know who your character is a little bit better at that point. Um, so it's not it doesn't all feel planned. It's sort of organic. 
As far as I hunt goes, there are two kinds of dice rolls that you're going to need to worry about. There's only two. Um, the first one is um, what we call just a standard roll. It's just it's just um, four what we call fate dice. Um, fate dice are a little weird. We're using a computer to generate them. Instead of just normal six-sided dice, they um, they have two spots that are a minus, two spots that are blank, and two spots that are pluses. So you're always going to roll four of them. Pluses and minuses add up into a result. Like I just rolled an example, and it's plus, 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 neutral. So that's going to be a plus three. Okay, sure. Um, and And it's very simple. What you're doing is you take that, and you add your um, skill set to it. Um, so in my example, I've got a three there. Say I am trying to hit someone, and I want to use fighter, and I've got four. That means that my result is seven. I am trying to go for a specific number. Usually, as the director, I will tell you that number, or you are going up against someone directly, then they are going to have a resistance. They're basically going to have a defend action, and your goal is to get bigger numbers than they have. The other kind of die roll is what we call a, a roll with the edge. Basically, I Hunt is a game about power differentials. Um, it's a game about capitalism. Um, it's a game about the way that we are robbed of power and how we have to seize power in order to win. If you have the edge, if you for fate dice, you are going to roll three fate dice, and then you are going to roll one six-sided die. And basically, like, I got a shitty roll this time. I got um, one on the fate dice and two on the six-sided dice. But instead of getting a roll between minus four and plus four, you're probably going to get a roll that's between, like, negative two and plus nine. So the edge is a huge fucking deal in this game. And only one side has it at a time. Basically, if your side is on top, if you have the advantage, you've got the edge. The thing about I Hunt, though, from a, from a sort of philosophical standpoint, is in a white room... Nothing different, nothing changed, you haven't fucked with a scenario, whatever. Monsters always have the edge. In iHunt, um, hunters have a bit of slang that is called a fair fight. Anytime a hunter tells you that somebody had a fair fight, that means they're dead. Because if a hunter oh. gets into a fair fight, they're fucking dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can absolutely die. Um my advice and the advice that every hunter would give every other hunter is never ever fight fair <laughs> okay that's the way that's that's the basic system the other side of the system is um what we call aspects um they're the things that you built on your character sheet also scenes are going to have aspects so maybe i will describe a scene as everything is on fire that is an aspect and basically whenever i describe an aspect whenever i describe the scene um, those aspects are going to, you, you get a free use of them every scene, but you can, and so can the bad guys. So can everyone in the scene, basically the first person to fucking take it gets it because this is all about seizing the advantage. And if you use an aspect, you get plus two on your dice roll, but you do it afterwards. So you roll and you get a result of three and you needed a five. Okay. I'm going to use an aspect to get plus two. Now, that's the free aspect um, points that you get. Like that's every aspect, whenever it comes into play, you get to use it once for free. The ones that are on your character sheet and anyone that's already been used, you can use a fate point. You get five fate points. And basically, so your fate points are your control over the scene. As a player, you get a certain amount of control over the narrative. This is your chance to basically intervene and say, no, I want this to go a little differently. You start with five fate points. 
And the way that you get more of them is the double-edged sword part of your aspect. I said that every aspect should be a positive and negative. Well, you can invoke an aspect for a plus two, but you can also compel an as aspect to get a fate point. And the way that a compel works is like, I'm gonna look at your character sheets here, and we have Harlow has undiagnosed. And so we know there's some problems there, and I can say, okay, so you're in an, uh, uh, an anxiety-inducing situation. Um, I'm gonna compel your undiagnosed uh, aspect. And at that point, Emma, your choice would be one of two things. You either take the compel and you're like, okay, I'm gonna have an anxiety attack, it's gonna fuck with me, but I'm gonna take a fate point. Or you can face that aspect, you can, you can basically face the compel and say, no, I'm gonna spend a fate point and ignore it. So you basically okay. either eat it, take the bad thing, take the fate point, or you spend a fate point and ignore it. So that's the very basics. Like that's that's how to play I Hunt. Um, your things that you need to focus on are using your skills that you are good at. You know, try to hammer those, try to spam those, and you can absolutely fucking argue it. It works. Um, yes, I'm trying to fix a car. I'm using Assassin to fix the car because I'm so used to hitting things in the head with a hammer. Okay, that works. Be a millennial. Um, so focus on your high skills, focus on your aspects, and try to seize that edge. If you're going against a monster, do not fight fair. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.